God, who is our shepherd, may you guide us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I occasionally uh, say to Yvette that I'd like to be a farmer. I usually say this sort of thing after watching Clarkson's Farm or listening to Country Life. Uh, the first, as some of you obviously know, is a program about a broadcaster famous for driving fast cars who knows absolutely nothing about farming. Uh, and the second is a radio program about rural communities in New Zealand and those who live in them. Now, there are some important things you need to know about me, though. Um, first, I don't really like animals. <laughs> no one is going to write a book about me called All Creatures Great and Small. It's more likely to be called All Creatures Far and Away. <laughs> uh, second, I don't really have a practical bone in my body. Before we married, Yvette bought me a toolbox and she has used it extensively ever since. <laughs> Third, I don't really like dirt uh, or mud or being outside in bad weather. So you can see that I have all the enthusiasm for being a farmer, but none of the qualities. <laughs> I, I have a wife who uh, graciously indulges these flights of fancy, and I'd like to think one day, if I did decide to up sticks and become a farmer, I'd have friends who'd stop me in my tracks before I reached the gate and told me to have a lie down. <laughs> well, I recalled this hitherto hidden passion for farming while reading the gospel reading for today, which uses the metaphor we find in so many other places of scripture, namely that of sheep. Some of you might be old enough to remember, or if you're not inclined to look later on YouTube, a television program in New Zealand called A Dog Show. It was in the very early days of what we'd now call reality television and consisted, I kid you not, of dogs chasing sheep. It was unbelievably gripping stuff in the days of only two television channels. As I looked back on these episodes on YouTube in service of this sermon and for your edification, I was struck by, let's be candid, how dumb these sheep really are. The dog, who we'll call Dog, uh, has to, for those of you not familiar with how dogs chase sheep, has to bark, run, and listen to the whistles of his master, get sheep into a pen or round a course, for which points are awarded or lost. It's extraordinary they've never remade the series. <laughs> it's more extraordinary that it aired for 15 years. The sheep wander this way and that, and occasionally one sheep will just decide they'll do their own thing, pretty much disappearing down a bank or up a hill, which means all the other sheep, of course, seeing their adventurous mate, go and follow. And so the whistling by the master becomes louder, along with the dogs barking, and either by sheer luck or by some remarkable skill, the sheep do in fact go where they're intended to go, and there is great rejoicing in the land. So, 
one of the first things we can say about sheep on the basis of my extensive research on your behalf is that they cannot lead themselves unless it's down a ditch, drain or a hill. Sheep clearly need a shepherd. Second, sheep are really very frighteningly vulnerable, particularly if one of them does go off on their own little adventure away from the flock. They are more likely to be attacked by wolves, but they never showed on the dog show, by the way, or they're going to succumb to the elements, or they're going to be stolen and slaughtered. So sheep need gates. Jesus' audience would have known quite a bit about sheep and about shepherds, and certainly a great deal more than we do. Sometimes the images we have of Jesus and sheep is either very pastoral, Jesus holding sheep, or perhaps very protective, Jesus carrying them. And in this gospel reading that we've just heard, Jesus foreshadows much of what we see with success, mostly in a dog show, with failure in Clarkson's farm, and with healing in all creatures, great and small, that show and book about the Yorkshire vet. Listen to some of this. The sheep listen to his shepherd's voice. He calls them by name and leads them out. The shepherd goes on ahead of his sheep. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not run away from him because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep, and I have come that they might have life to the full. The striking thing about this passage is that while sheep may have all the qualities for which sheep are famous, they also know the voice of the shepherd. They know the feel of his rod and his staff, prodding, directing, pushing, and guiding. They know that following the shepherd and his voice leads to safety and to pasture and to life. And so we draw the thread back. We bring in the metaphor. We do better than the Pharisees who couldn't understand Jesus' figure of speech. And we put ourselves in this picture, recognize that we are the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. You know, we laugh at the sheep wandering this way and that and realize that we, of course, are laughing at ourselves. We get that. We know that following the shepherd is a far, far better thing. But we do quite like listening to the stranger's voice, enticing and tempting as it is at times. We do quite like following the other sheep as they wander off to what appears to be grass greener on the other side. And there's a reason, there's a saying about grass never being quite so green as on the other side. And perhaps we have done those things and realized that far from life and pasture and safety, there's instead fear and danger and death. And so we return, we maybe rush back toward the shepherd's voice, its familiarity so reassuring, expecting it to be at some distance, 
perhaps just an echo, but turn to find that the shepherd is right there, already looking for us, already seeking us out, already opening the gate for us to save us from that which will steal and destroy. You know, there's a coda to this gospel passage which the lectionary leaves off for the week. The gospel we've heard ends with a teaser. I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. The next gospel episode from verse 11 is the acclamation that I am the good shepherd. But rather than run ahead to the next episode, imagine or recall even the days when we couldn't binge watch television, when we did have to wait until next Sunday for the next exciting broadcast of a dog show. And so we had to sit with that teaser, with the tension, and think, what does it mean and what will happen next? Well, the teaser for this week is all about life. It's all about richness and abundance and safety about assurance and fullness, about life's glory and the company with other sheep and with the great shepherd whose voice we know and seeks us out, who loves us, calls us by name and to whom we listen and follow. And his name is Jesus and he is our shepherd and we shall not want because he will lead us beside quiet waters and into green pastures for his name's sake. And surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in his house forevermore. Amen. <laughs>